On Monday, the Albany Common Council held their bi-monthly meeting. There, they offered the public hearing on the city budget. Nearly every speaker spoke on one of two issues in the new budget. First, we'll hear the voices of the residents who spoke about the Community Police Review Board's budget request. The first speaker was Anita Thayer. The passage of Local Law J of 2021 by members of last year's Common Council was one of the most significant acts of this body ever. It was historic because the members of this body acted on their own initiative to address certain requests from the CPRB for additional authority. The Common Council initiated this new CPRB and it is the Common Council that has the responsibility to make certain that the CPRB receives the financial support it needs to successfully carry out its responsibilities in accordance with national best practices. The people of the City of Albany are counting on each of you to do what is needed to make the CPRB a success. The Council heard from Kevin Canazaro, a member of the CPRB. Time and time again, your voters have asked for independent, responsive, and effective community police oversight. Meaningful oversight, members of the Common Council, requires adequate funding. Uh, the mayor has made her position known in terms of the funding to the CPRB for this year. And as we've said to many of you, it's just not enough. The mayor provided a 1% minimum. Uh, she gave the minimum she is required to provide under the law. The process that's going on right now is not unique to the city of Albany. There's always pushback uh, in providing necessary funding for community oversight. And our hope is that all of you will find the fiscal, the political, and moral capital to provide this funding. I'm Melanie Trimble. I'm the regional director for the New York Civil Liberties Union in the Capital Region. I'm here tonight to express our support for the budget proposal for the Albany Community Police Review Board. Um, I've been observing and working with the board since 2003. It's time for the city of Albany to fully support the intention and structure of the CPRB. Full support means full funding. The city's police reinvention plan that was submitted to the governor's office includes 16 pages of recommendations for improving civilian oversight of the Albany Police Department. In these times when public trust of police behavior is at an all-time low, it is imperative that the city follows through on and lives up to the recommendations in that report. Arguably, one of the most important sentences in that plan can be found on page 55. It reads, quote, give the police review board sufficient powers and resources to earn the community's trust. My name is Nairobi Vives. I am the chair of the Albany Community Police Review Board. I want you all to know that day in and day out, we work tirelessly to bring our mission to fruition, which is to rebuild trust and accountability in the city. For decades, Albany has been trying to get this right. We cannot get it right if we don't have the proper funding. We will continue to fight as we always have to make sure this community knows that their complaints are being independently uh, reviewed. But if we don't get the funding that we need, if we only get the 1% that we've been allocated in this budget, it significantly limits what we can do. 
Andy Kyer of the Capital District Working Families Party and Albany Justice Coalition spoke on the CPRB issue and on the second issue addressed by many commenters. With the people of Albany so forcefully supporting the expanded CPRB, it was shocking and disheartening to see the mayor's proposed budget for the CPRB ignore the needs set forth by the CPRB itself in order to implement the new law effectively. The amount requested by the CPRB is well in line with national standards and recommendations. As the representatives of the people of Albany, it's critical that the Common Council take steps to rectify this situation, ensuring the people's voice is heard and the CPRB is fully funded and on a path for success. Secondly, many of you are aware that the City of Albany is facing an eviction crisis of unprecedented proportions. The City's data indicates that more than 700 new evictions were filed during the third quarter of 2022, with more than 200 of them filed by the Albany Housing Authority against residents of public housing. It should go without saying that these families are facing eviction are amongst the most vulnerable residents of our city and are also in general the least economically equipped to afford legal representation in eviction court. Indeed, the city's data also indicates that less than 3% of tenants facing eviction this year have had legal representation in eviction court compared to more than 95% of landlords. You don't need to be a lawyer to know that's not fair. The city must take all necessary steps to ensure families can stay in their homes and have access to legal aid and representation when they are facing the perils of eviction court, and I urge the council to add funding to the budget for this purpose. Reverend Ibrahim Pedrinan also spoke in favor of funding for a right to counsel for tenants facing eviction. I'm the president of the American Postal Workers Union. Uh, I'm also the president of the Albany Labor Council, representing 40 union locals and 30,000 union members throughout Albany County. Many of you have heard me say that Albany is number one. Albany is the most union-dense county in the nation at 32.3%. Being the most union-dense county means that one-third of our workers have the protection of a union. They have a voice and a vote in their workplace. But while workers may be safe in their workplace because they have a union, many of them go home and become vulnerable because two-thirds of Albany, 65% of Albany, rents. And while tenant union organizing is ramping up, that still means tenants lack a voice and a vote in their own home. This means far too often workers go home from their secure union jobs and become vulnerable, vulnerable to the whim of the landlord, vulnerable of to the whim of a management company from some absentee corporation in a different state who just sees a bottom line and wants to profit off of tenants. Unions have the protection of just cause. Just cause is the ability of management to fire someone without due process. Tenants deserve the same right in good cause, which I am very proud that this body passed. Good job. Unions also have the protection of wine garden rights, the right to representation. Tenants deserve the protections of right to counsel. In a union town like Albany, workers and tenants deserve to be protected, deserve representation, deserve dignity, and deserve democracy. 
My name is Allie Dettinger. I am a part-time staff member at United Tenants of Albany, and I am a second-year law student at Albany Law School. I just want to take a moment to thank the council um, for, for hearing us out, um, but also for being a bold council that cares a lot about tenants. Um, and I know that because this council, this room, was the first council in all of New York State to say a tenant shouldn't be evicted without cause. Um, and I just want to like take a moment to acknowledge that, that um, precedent was set right here um, not too long ago. An advocate, an attorney, whoever it may be, it has a huge impact on a tenant's ability to either stay in their home or avoid homelessness. I know this because I did it all summer in Rochester as a law student. I represented over 100 tenants in eviction proceedings, and to my knowledge, not a single one of my clients became homeless. This program exists in Rochester, in Buffalo, in Ithaca, in Syracuse, several places in the Hudson Valley, and in New York City. I'm sorry to say that we don't have tenant attorneys like all the other big cities in this state does. My name is Canyon Ryan. I'm also the executive director of United Tenants of Albany, and I'm also here speaking as a community member and a renter in the city of Albany to voice my support for the city allocating funding to support increased access to counsel for tenants and eviction proceedings. If even one attorney was supported by the city and they saw one tenant per day, there would be a statistically significant impact in terms of tenant representation. Numerous studies have already demonstrated that tenants with even partial representation have a more than 50% increase in the likelihood that they remain housed. All of this is to say that there's no need for another study Studies have been conducted for decades to demonstrate the efficacy of tenant counsel in eviction court proceedings. It's cost effective, it's a preventative measure that will keep hundreds of families safely and stably housed together and secure. The Common Council is expected to give final approval of a 2023 budget this month. Reporting for Hudson Mohawk Magazine, this is Moses Nagel.